Yeah, my body matters, but it's not the thing that I worship. It's where worship happens. So when I eat better and I move my body, we know that that is neuroscientist. If you go to a doctor today and you're not feeling well and it's chronic, they're going to say, how are you eating? Are you exercising? I mean, these are basic things that if we can just do them and do them well unto the glory of God, like it's for God's good opinion, then we can live really healthy whole um, lives. Welcome to the 30 Second Book Club podcast, a place for people who want to read more books and be in a book club but don't have time to do either. And this week in the book club, it's Elisa Keaton. She's written a great book, The Wellness Revelation. And she also has a really cool website for you to check out too, just about, I I, I wonder if you could just share a little bit about your story, because I know with what you wrote in this book and what you're doing now with your ministry, I mean, this has to come from a very personal place for you. Yeah, 100% personal. Well, um, Andy, I I definitely wouldn't have picked this path for myself. This is when you know it's God, because I was on a whole trajectory of health and fitness. Uh, I spent um, many years just loving it. Always growing up, loved moving my body. I was a tomboy, um, and I was born about the right time. So by the time of 14 years old, the um, fitness uh, scene was really hitting. Organized fitness, group classes, Jane Fonda, Richard Simmons, that whole thing was happening. And I just fell in love with fitness and moving my body. And I got into it as a profession. I'm doing some professional competition, you know, doing the whole thing as my body was responding. Um, And on the outside, had it all together, became a a personal trainer, uh, graduated with my degree, went into all the business of fitness and wellness. And I loved it. I loved I loved helping people make change. Um, I just think wherever we are, we, there's always opportunity and possibilities for things. And I began to just uh, pour myself into that as a profession. So helping people transform their lives and their physical bodies. But for me personally, although outside I had it all together, inwardly I was sad, lonely, things were not going uh, well, my marriage, relationships, things were breaking down. So judge a book by a cover and it would have looked like I had it all together, but I didn't. And that's when Jesus enters my life. I had always been a Christian by name, but I didn't understand the gospel. I didn't have a, I had the need now for the gospel. And, you know, that's when Jesus shows up, he kind of, I don't call it ruin. He moves the furniture around and I started seeing my clients and health and fitness in a completely different lens. I was seeing it through the kingdom more. Uh, and I realized, you know, the woman that comes to me, she didn't want to just lose. Yeah, she wanted to lose 20, 30 pounds, get back her pre-baby weight. But there was a lot of fear underneath it sometimes of, am I going to be valuable enough? Am I going to be loved enough? Um, worried that they wouldn't have back what they've lost. A lot of um, obsessing over it or neglecting. So I saw these two patterns happen a lot. Either people were prone to obsess about their bodies or neglect their bodies. And I just thought there has to be this way through. And so as Christ was changing me on the inside, I couldn't see the fitness and the body health world the same anymore. And that was when he said, you know, sit down, we're going to write a book together. And uh, I began what was back then called Way Less to Feed More, which is now the book, The Wellness Revelation, started the ministry. The whole thing was just, I felt like I could no longer mow over the top of the grass anymore. There were weeds, there were deeper, deeper concerns of the soul and the heart that needed to be addressed. So that's what we get to do at Revelation Wellness. So cool. And, and I love, yeah, this, this book, if you've read other books about, you know, getting fit and being healthy, you know, there are things that you say in this book that, 
you wouldn't see anywhere else. And that's what I love about it because you really take this to a spiritual Jesus third way sort of thing. A hundred percent. Including uh, you talk about the beginning of the book that desperation and disgust are powerful motivators. And I think so often, I mean, that's of course where a lot of us get start. Okay. This is, we're going to do the diet because I'm, I'm upset with where I am, but what's the, what's the better motivator than having that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, desperation is definitely a good, like when it's all done, you're okay. I need to do something different. Um, it's that when you've suffered enough and learned enough, you're ready for change. Like you've suffered when those two hit, a peak, you're ready for change. But those are good motivators. They'll, they'll, they'll get you going, but they cannot liberate you. They cannot last. They cannot sustain. They will do temporary fixes. Um, it's why you're, you know, we'll get show ready or whatever it is, your fear being lowest on the totem pole of a judge or whatever it is. Fear will get you going, but it can't keep you there. So um, it is the this desire to like we've got to know who we are and what we are and who we were made for this love supreme love of God, and it's true the Bible says that God says He looks at the man looks at the outward appearance but God looks at the heart yes and amen, and what we uh, do with our bodies does matter. But Andy, I will say this is something I feel like since I've written this book and this book will go after all these. The core things of what do I what do I feel? What am I thinking? How do I transform all this um, walking with Christ? But there's a lot of people who know your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, right? And we go, okay, I should take care of it. But I've always said, shoulding on people, shoulding on people does not help anyone. Mm. It doesn't get anyone healthy. It's that disgust, desperation. Okay, I should know better. But it's the love of Christ that says. You have nothing to fear and no shame. Meet with me, seek me, Matthew 6, 33. Seek me first and all these other things will be given to you. Maybe you'll get six pack abs. I don't know, but I just don't think it's um, part of the deal of living a transformed life to transform others. Um, if your abs move, move because you can sit up in a chair and get up and down and, and hold your diaphragm up, you're doing really well. I think we just need to kind of pull down this body beauty perfection idol that we're seeing more and more in our in our culture now uh, more than ever so it's going to take exactly the third way of yeah my body matters but it's not the thing that i worship it's where worship happens so when i eat better and i move my body we know that that is neuroscientist if you go to a doctor today and you're not feeling well and it's chronic they're going to say how are you eating are you exercising and these are basic things that if we can just do them and do them well unto the glory of God, like it's for God's good opinion, then we can live really healthy, whole um, lives. Speaking of eating, I love how you go through, and I know there's, everyone's got like a different diet that they do and there's always a new diet of the day, but you, you kind of just go through the basics of uh, looking at food as low octane fuel versus mm-hmm. high octane fuel. For and sure. I think maybe that, that might be kind of a new concept for some people. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, I, there's no bad food. Like, listen, if you're low on calories and you, you, uh, energy is dipping your brain fog and you got nothing, then eat a Twinkie or eat something. (laughs) Food energy does matter. 
but the quality of return that you will get back, um, it is a reap and a sow kind of thing. If you sow into good energy, you get abundantly more energy um, return. So foods that we know, um, I always say, if the food doesn't die within three days, then it probably doesn't have sustaining life in it. In other words, if you don't have to keep it in a fridge or keep it somewhat fresh for three days it, or more, it, it, it has some type of a chemical or a staying power um, that's been added to it in some way to keep it in the shelf on a on a shelf so that it can be sold now there's the exception of like canned foods that's great canned foods got us through many of, of winters and um famines but it's more about this the food that we know is no longer does it even resemble food anymore i'm always like food should be really mad at us they should be offended like what have you done to us like what what am i I was meant to be, you know, a carrot or corn, actual corn, not this fuel of gas and things that we're using with it. But we're creative people. Um, so we do have to pay attention to the type of quality of things we eat. Again, I'm not a food police. Um, Revelation Wellness, in my heart, we're never like, this is the way to eat. Everyone um, is in a different season of their life. Um, and you, I do believe your body's talking to you, though. You can pay attention to how do I feel? Um, can I, uh, am I sleeping well, right? A good day starts the night before. Um, we work from rest. We know our first day in the garden started with rest with the Lord. So am I rested? Am I anxious? What is it? And then how is my food, what I'm putting into me, affecting what's coming out? So it does matter. Um, and yeah, I go through that in the book. Yeah. So another thing that I thought was kind of cool, you talk about, and this is such a buzzword right now, you know, uh, it's, it's all about balance, work-life balance, you know, and, and this balance and that's balance. And you say, you know, you used to think that was the goal to a great life, yeah. but now you realize that balance doesn't exist. So what do we replace that with? What's, what, what, what should we strive to if it's not balance? Wholehearted living. I feel wholehearted. Um, Balance to me always feels like um, a tightrope. I've got to keep all the things um, going and all the pots boiling and make sure everyone is where they need to be. Now, I, I'm, hear me, I, I like a good schedule, writing down things that I know I need to get done. That really matters um, so that we don't feel chaotic. So order does matter. But um, I also look at what is most important to the things I need to get done and then show up to those things wholeheartedly. You know, you can be a, a jack of many trades, a master of none. And I think when we are called to whatever it is we do, whether it's working at my kid's school or um, being here, creating stuff and content for the ministry, whatever it is that I do, I want to show up wholeheartedly into that moment, which has a lot to do with presence, being present in that moment. I think that is great return on investment. Otherwise, I can be a lot of places and trying to manage and balance my life. And I check the box at the gym and I check the box at, you know, with my finances. We can do a lot of that. But are we really showing up as a whole person um, to our fitness? So in other words, what does it mean for you to be whole? I think that's always a good question for people. I would ask clients, what what would wellness, wholeness, what would your body look like, like well and whole, not skinny, ripped, lean, all those concepts, um, and then kind of go through the different, you know, realms of our life and my, in my job and my relationships and my marriage, what does it look like for me to be whole there and know that you can't be there one, all at one time when you are there, it's the intention to be wholehearted. 
I think the thing I love about your book is, is you, you, you dig deeper talking about being whole and mm-hmm. talking about other concepts that I think people would not necessarily associate with. I, I just want to lose weight. Well, you know, totally. it's more than that when, when you're being healthy. And I love what you said about meditation. Cause I think meditation is one of those things where a lot of Christians will hear that word. And all of a sudden they go, Oh, that's not something that we're supposed to do as Christians. But you oh, say, man. you know, I mean, that's, it started, you know, in the Bible, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Gosh, this is one thing I'm actually working on my next book and this is a big part of it. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Um, We now have so much knowledge and information. We, that's why you don't lack for information about how to cut some calories and lose some weight or do, I mean, it's all everywhere. We'll tell you different formulas and agendas and tactics to get there. We do not languish from lack of information. We now, a person living today receives more information in one day than someone who lived in the middle ages did in their entire life. Hmm. We were just never meant for this much knowledge. So our brains are humming all the time. We don't even know it. It's been a slow boil, right? Like slowly, Mm -hmm. slowly from the industrial revolution all the way up, we're just getting faster and faster. And we're adapting because our brains will do that. They're magnificent how the Lord made us. But we are now at this frenetic hum all the time. And we're getting disconnected from that wholehearted place. Be still and know. Most people, if you talk about getting still and doing meditation, they hate it. Like their skin crawls. So they either throw, that's a middle, uh, you know, the Eastern practice to do. It's not godly. It is so godly. Um, let the meditations of the my heart and the words of my mouth be pleasing to you, O oh God. Let me think about what I'm thinking about. And that's really what we need more, I, I believe, is going to be a turning point for us as the body of Christ is when it comes to our bodies um, and being in them and knowing what we're thinking, feeling, and choosing to do, which is a lot of Dr. Caroline Leaf is doing a lot of that. We don't lack for information. It's the processing of the information and the knowledge that we have. How do I process this? That's why I feel like when we exercise and if we're intentional about processing some knowledge, you'll be amazed at the kind of revelation you get if you want to process the knowledge with the Lord. Hey, Lord, I'm stuck in my relationship with my wife right now or my husband. I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to process knowledge not try to escape my problems and keep the hums going and pretend it goes away. We actually have to return to ourselves to then come to the Lord. You know, the prodigal son, it says that he came to himself. When he came to himself, he realized, I'm going to go home to my father where even the servants are better, live better than this. So yes, meditation and being able to be still and just, I mean, it's actually um, this neuroscience world or the scientific world is trying to get away from the word meditation because they're seeing the value of it. They actually go, this actually is helping people change from chronic illness and immune and different mental health issues. So, but they don't like the word meditation. So they're now calling it non-sleep deep rest, NSDR. Um, yeah, we should do more of that non-sleep. I'm not sleeping, but I'm deeply resting. So we can do that just sitting in the presence of watching birds, meditating on a piece of scripture, chewing. The word meditation means to growl or moan or kind of roll over it over and over. And I just think this is it. This is all this information going on in our bodies. Um, We just have to be clued in to what is my body trying to tell me? What do I need? Am I furrowing my brow? Am I clenching my jaw? My shortness of breath? My breath will tell me a lot. And um, coming back into this meditation place of 
deep rest, just deeply resting without sleeping. You need sleep, but then deep rest throughout your day. I truly believe, and I'm trying to train more and more of my people I work with, it starts there. Can you be still? Because before we move, we move in love. Before you move, you got to be still and know who is God? Who am I? And what am I living for? That's right. Seek first the kingdom. All these other things will be added to me. I love it. Um, one more question uh, from your book. You talk about it um, towards the end. And I think it's such an important thing because a lot of times uh, people start a, a health journey because, you know, they're, they're desperate and they're disgusted. But you say yeah. that, you know, you have to love yourself. And mm -hmm. I know you, you share stories in your book that, you know, people got to even further than they thought they were going to get in their journey, but they still weren't happy. And I, you know, I, yeah. I, I think you probably saw that. It just, they, that I don't know what they were chasing after, but yeah. they, they didn't love what they saw. Yeah. 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 You know, Tim Keller has a quote. I say it all the time on um, idols. He's, he says this, that idols you know, we have to say clearly, sometimes our body and health of our pursuit of anything can be an idol. So an idol will consume you as you pursue them, disappoint you when you get them, and then devastate you if you lose them. And I think, wow, that, that is truly it. And a lot of my clients, this goes back to the obsession part. If you finally get it, they finally get it. Um, they still what else can I change? I'm still not satisfied. And it's because God has set eternity in every man's heart. And as C.S. Lewis says, the reason you long for a love that never ends and a beauty that never fades is because you were made for that. Hmm. So when my clients come and they want to lose the 10 pounds or want the whatever, and they finally get it and it still isn't fitting the whole, it's still, I'm still not satisfied with my life. I'm still not. It's because eternity is calling you. And then inside of eternity, you know, we still know we can know God and still feel I'm lacking. And that's the work of working out our salvation, transforming ourselves from grace to grace. That's why there is no perfect Christian. There is no perfect theology. Jesus is perfect theology. We're all blindly groping our way, trying to get there. But I know that there's a grace for those who keep saying, okay, it's not about my money, my life of this, what I can physically touch, taste, see, feel. It is about the kingdom coming and will being done. And my body is the vehicle. It is the instrument that God has chosen to deposit himself into so that it makes its way out into the world. Well, that's Elisa Keaton. The, that's her book, The Wellness Revelation. And so from this, now, did you write this book kind of before you started doing your online ministry stuff? <laughs> You kind, of well, said, you kind of said that it, it started you on that journey. Yeah, that was the first thing was to start writing and creating some content for that. And this was, yeah, it was listening to podcasts yesterday. Blogging kind of started around 2010 was a real scene. And that was about the time Revelation Wellness started. So we came online right about that time. Everyone was getting online. And uh, yeah, it's been over 10 years now. That's so cool. So now you've been doing this for 10 years and you have some pretty exciting news to share too with what's going on. Yeah. What's we happening with your website? Do Yes. We're so excited. Yeah. This is a big deal for us. At the very beginning, I started with like, well, I, I, I'll write some things down that I know and I'll make some workout like movement videos because people are always looking to move their body. Um, and we started with some faith-based fitness workouts, but they were before for people that would partner with us because we are a nonprofit. Um, we would give, that would be our gift to them as a donor. But now as of recently, the Lord's been so kind to say, take that paywall down. There's no donor. We're going to just give it out 
freely. So now anyone, anywhere, if you have never moved your body and heard the truth of God's love for you while moving your body, I cannot suggest this enough. You have, this is one of those come taste and see. You can't, I can't tell you about it. I can talk about it. It won't register until you come and taste and see what it's like to move your body and hear the word of God. Um, I know I don't have time for it, but there is actual neuroscience why you leave feeling refreshed, not just like, oh, I got a good workout, literally renewing your mind as you move your body. So you can now do it for free. It's Revwell TV for free. It's on our website, available to anyone anywhere around the world. Awesome. That's so cool. So let's say somebody, you know, someone's watching this interview and, you know, they, they were encouraged by talking about your book, The Wellness Revelation, but they just don't even know where to start. So where, where, to, where would you recommend I start on your website? Okay. Two things I want to say. For someone who's just starting out, like you're just getting off the couch, like your body hurt, you're not even sure how to get into your body. I would actually pivot you to our podcast, which is you can go to the website, find the podcast link there, where we have something called Revving the Word all you're going to do is go for a walk, like go for a 10 minute walk. You really have to start with a baseline of endurance. So just walking, because if you went right into a fitness class where you're moving side to side and twisting and, and doing all these things, it could feel like, um, oh, it's too much, especially for as your brain's trying to learn to get back into itself in um, balance and movement and coordination. So just go for a walk. So you can go to our website, find the podcast, do the revving the words and head out for a 10, 20 minute walk. Um, then once you've been doing that a while, if you've been moving for a while, you do other fitness plans, go to Revel TV, start, and you'll be back there. We have, we have separated them into workouts for, you know, um, just getting started, a restorative workout, stretch, strength for beginners. We have beginner and advanced calendars. Every month we, we organize a calendar for you, whether you're a beginner or an advanced. So you'll just push that video and it'll walk you through a cohesive workout for the month. So we've tried to make it complete. I know it can be overwhelming of where to start. We really try to think it through for everyone. So just head over to the website, go to that page for Revel TV, and it'll organize itself into the things that you might be looking for. If you're looking for a great gift for a grad, and this would be a good one to get a copy for yourself too. There's this book called Adulting 101. Well, it was so popular a few years ago, they decided to make Adulting 101 book two. And we'll be talking about that next week in the 30 Second Book Club podcast.